Hello and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I am here as usual with my daughter Ruthie. Hi. And we are going to continue our study in the book of Acts. And today we're going over chapter four. But before we jump into that, Ruthie, it's important to, to go back to chapter three. What happened uh, in chapter three? Um, more people started believing because they saw Peter heal the beggar. That's right. He healed a beggar. And then one question about it and everybody was surprised. And I love the part. What did the beggar do after he was healed? What, what was he doing? Jumping. That's right. He didn't just walk around. And I just can imagine if you'd been crippled, you had to be carried around. What would you want to do when you are healed? run and jump. And so what a beautiful sight. And so we're going to pick up in chapter four because, you know, Peter had been hiding and, you know, not uh, out in the open until they received the Holy Spirit. And now he's out there right where everybody can see him. And let's hear what's going to happen because the same people that arrested Jesus are out there. And we're going to see a very changed person from the Peter that denied Jesus three times and hid from the rulers here in chapter four. So Ruthie, if you can pick up at the beginning, verse one of chapter four. The priests and the captain of the temple guard in the, how do you say that? Sadducees. Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Do you know what the Sadducees were? No. So there's two groups of religious people back at the time. There were Sadducees and Pharisees, and just slightly different views of what was important uh, to some of the rules and things around the belief uh, in the, that the Israelites, that the Jewish people had. So just imagine like two groups or maybe um, two different sects of Christianity, right? Uh, you might have Methodist and Baptist, right? And here you've got Sadducees and Pharisees. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. So, right, there's a huge number. I mean, you've got 5,000 people now and believers. Remember, 3,000 on the first day and just more and more people um, you can see Christianity gathering steam. And look, all these leaders thought that Jesus was gone and done when they killed him. But what are these people out there doing and saying things about Jesus? They're not happy. <laughs> and before Peter ran away, but let's see what Peter's going to do now. He's been captured. He's been thrown in jail. Let's see what he has to say. The next day, the rulers, elders, and teachers of the law... <laughs> met in Jerusalem. How do you say that? Annas. Annas, the high priest, was there. And so were Caiaphas, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the other men of the high priest's family. So those are the same people that accused and had Jesus crucified. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? So here they are. They're asking him, by what name? How are you doing? 
they they're not asking right was he really healed right what's what's brilliant about this is think about all the questions they could have been asking they're not asking was he really healed was he was he uh really crippled no that's a fact everyone knew who this person was how did you do this miracle they're trying to figure it out what happened and remember in you know chapter two and in chapter three peter's given these famous speeches well in chapter four it's no different he's going to continue so let's let's hear what peter says next then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers and elders of the people if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed then know this you and all the people of israel and this is great ruthie right here it there's only one way it's done he says it is by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom you crucified but whom god raised from the dead that this man stands before you healed he is speaking of jesus the stone you builders rejected which has become the capstone salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Right there, that's the gospel right there, Ruthie. That's amazing. I mean, look at what he says right here. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Now, you got to think, the <laughs> these people that tried to get rid of Jesus are freaking out a little bit right now because Miracles are being done even after Jesus is gone, and it's they're being done in his name after he's gone. What are they to make of this? And here's what it says. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So so they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them. Oh, I'll let you go down and I'll finish this here. I'm going to continue in verse 18. Then they called them in again and commanded them. So this is what they're doing. They couldn't really do anything because everybody had seen what had happened. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or to teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, and this is, I told you, I told you that one of my favorite verses, Ruthie, was right here in this chapter, and this is it right here. So they're being told, don't do these things, right? Don't speak in the name or teach at all in the name of Jesus. I want you to read right here, loud and clear. What did Peter and John reply? Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight. All right, keep going. Um, which verse? Right here, judge for yourselves. Whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Now that is awesome. 
right? These people are now saying, and, and they know they can risk being and going to jail or being killed and crucified like Jesus was, right? But what do they say? <laughs> they, they don't say, no, no, you're right. We're not going to say anything anymore. They're not going to run away. They're not going to hide. They say, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. They're saying, look, what God has to say is way more important than listening to you. We cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. That is awesome, right? And then it says, after further threats, they let them go. <laughs> Do you think the threats even mattered? Do you think threats mattered at this point? No, they're just going to, they can't help but talk about what they're going to do or what they've seen and heard. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. All right, Ruthie, I'll let you read this last part here. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius, and Pontius. Um, met together with the, how do you say that? Gentiles. Gentiles and the people of Israel and the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. So basically they're saying there, Ruthie, hey, all your plans are coming together, God. Now give us the strength and the courage, really, to speak boldly what you've told us to say. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Right. And how are they going to do the miraculous signs and wonders? In the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's right. They're not doing them by accident or in their own power, anything. It's all through Jesus. Right. So that's super cool. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. <laughs> that is awesome, Ruthie. So here they are. Uh, they're probably scared. They get drugged into jail, but they speak with boldness. They didn't even care because they were doing what? They were doing what God said, not what man said. And that's just that's one of my favorite verses there uh, in chapter 4 of Acts. Um, and they didn't know what to do. Here are these uneducated men from Galilee who had been with Jesus. They did a miracle. The city's stirring again. And then let's hear what happens. And very similar to what happened in chapter two, Ruthie, as they finish, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed 
that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was poured upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or households sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had as he had need. And Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, sold the field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So again, just like in chapters 2 and 3, everybody's sharing everything. They're so excited about what's going on. I mean, look, after they came back, after Peter and John were released, what happened? The building shook. I mean, exciting things are happening here, Ruthie. Uh, Just so exciting to see God working so strongly in these early believers and and just the boldness. Can you see the changed person in Peter? Is, is, do, you, do you think he's the same as the scared person that ran away when uh, Jesus was arrested? No. Uh, what do you think's changed? Um, he's gotten more confident in what he like believes. Why do you think so? Um, because he's performing miracles. No doubt about it. That would make you pretty confident, right? Why can he perform those miracles? God gave him the power. Yeah, and what's he filled with right now? Faith. Faith through the Holy Spirit. That's right. They were filled, and Peter and John and those are filled so much with the Holy Spirit. I, I don't look, I know they fear, but I think that Holy Spirit is just giving them a level of confidence beyond uh, anything else. It, it's just amazing to see. <clears throat> and let's just go back quickly. I think just because we have a little time today, we're going to go back to Luke. And let's just look at what Peter was like before. I want to go here when, and this is when, um, just before Jesus goes to pray on the Mount of Olives, this is after the Last Supper. Um, here, Listen to what Jesus says. He says, Simon, Simon, who is Peter, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Listen to this. This is really cool. That, that your faith might, may not fail. And when you have turned back, meaning he's going to fail, but when you turn back, here's what he says, strengthen your brothers. Doesn't it sound like that's what he's doing right now? Do you think he's strengthening the brothers and new believers? Yes. He's, he's the mouthpiece. He's the one giving all these speeches, isn't he? And here's what Jesus said before Jesus was arrested. He tells him that that Simon that Satan is asked to sift him, and Jesus has prayed for him, and he says, after you go away, turn back and strengthen your brothers. And here's what but here's what's funny. Here's Peter's reply. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. But did he? No. Let's see what happens just a little while later after Jesus is arrested. They're outside uh, the house of the high priest. And Peter had been following at a distance, and then he was getting close enough where he could see but not be recognized. And he sat down, and a servant girl saw him. And we're in verse 56 of chapter 22. And a servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him, and this is at Peter, and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. 
Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter replied, listen to what he says, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. So Jesus had predicted that he'd deny him, even knowing him three times. And right there, and Peter was convicted with his lack of belief and his lack of courage to even say that he knew Jesus. But now look at him. Is that the same person that you see acting here in front of the, is he pretending he doesn't know Jesus any longer? Not anymore. (laughs) That's right. Not anymore. And so I just want to go back. Let's read this. My favorite verse, one of my favorite verses here. Read this for us, Ruthie, in closing. Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. That's awesome. Don't I, I hope we can feel, as Christians and believers ourselves, I hope we feel that we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. We haven't seen and heard what they've seen. But we get to testify, we get to to give our testimony about what God's done in our lives, Ruthie. So it's no different today for us than it was back then, except they're testifying and talking about seeing and knowing Jesus in the flesh and being there. But we get to know about knowing God and our relationship and how he's active in our lives today. And the biggest evidence of God, that he exists, is a changed person. You or me, when we change, or any sinner that changes from the path we were on to the new path after knowing Jesus. So thank you for reading that. Any thoughts before we wrap up? Um, I like how they show how he's changed from like not believing and then to preaching to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he's really wasn't sure what to believe. He was scared, wasn't sure that Jesus was really coming back. And now speaking boldly in front of the same people that accused and had Jesus crucified. So pretty awesome. We are going to see the power of the Holy Spirit in a different light in this next chapter in chapter five. So looking forward to that. We appreciate those that are joining us on uh, the podcast and Really exciting. Love the book of Acts. So thank you for joining and we'll talk to you next time on Lessons with Dad.